is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, November 22nd, 2019, season 15, episode number 88. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about this big injury that we got to get into. We'll talk about some other injuries. 88. Oh, 88. 88. It is Drew Pearson Day. Drew Pearson Day. There we go. There is a Michael Irvin um, shirt, right? I would assume so. Is if we're going to go through, shirt? I don't think I could come up with 15 other names of of players in Cowboys history that are more deserving than him. So, yeah. Love Drew Pearson. Do you? Yeah. Why, awesome. why wouldn't we? Okay, show 88. Go. Sorry, Thank you. Uh, we're going to talk about some some injuries, and then we're going to get into a little see or no. Amber has a, de- a, uh, a segment for us there. We're going to get some questions. And then we want to hear from you guys. 888-855-2297 is the number. Again, 888-855-2297. We'll take some calls from you guys throughout the third segment, maybe even dip into the second segment a little bit. How's everybody doing this Friday? Good, wonderful. Doing great. Good? I'm so excited. I am so excited about this game. I cannot wait. I'm I ready. Too. I hate I hate the cold, but uh, this will be the only game that I'm actually excited for, where it's a cold environment. You're not looking forward to Chicago? No way. <laughs> Who was talking about going to Belichick's press conference after the game? Was Amber. Amber said she wants to go do that about... and work their locker room because she's like, I just want to see what I said like, I was going to go to the locker like, room. That much success, like what it's like in their locker room, what it's like in their press conference. You just know? spy them a little yeah, bit, just, just sneak in there, on. see what's up, and you know, you never know what kind of info you can get from over there. <laughs> I'm not like I'm. I you know I like going to Lambeau in the cold and Soldier Field, yeah, but too. it's supposed to rain all day Sunday. I'm not really looking forward to like 40 and rainy. That's like the worst combination. Mm, yeah, I guess it not can be cold enough bad. to snow, but still cold and wet and yeah. yeah. Be a good but game though. We, but I'm looking forward to the game. In the press box. You're right. I'm definitely looking forward to the game. Oh, for I sure. Think we will learn so much about the Cowboys. I think in this game about both their offense and their defense, in my opinion. So I think it'll be a fun game. First, let's, though, we got we got to talk about some injuries. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, news comes down. Uh, Garrett talks yeah. about it in his press conference. He's got a neck injury, and it sounds like it's relatively serious, in my opinion. Talk to me about what you've heard. Doesn't sound like he's going to play in this game. Unlikely to play. Um, they're not as worried about it being a season-ending injury, but just the fact that that's being mentioned is, is to the point where, you know, this – there is a game in like four four days after this, so missing one game probably means missing two. That's what, yeah. Garrett kind of freaked me out today because he was like, "We don't think it's career threatening." Right. That's the I part was that like, freaked me out. I too, was yeah. like, "Well, that's good," but the fact that you even had to bring it up right. is kind of scary. Um, it means it was at some point a part of the conversation. I would assume yeah. for you to bring and it up. If you think back, like stingers and neck problems was part of his flip card coming out of college. It was definitely you know on the list of concerns. Wasn't that because the whole thing with the neck thing that he. Wears. That's why he wears that yeah. Uh, neck roll, yeah. Um, so, I yeah, I mean, it's encouraging news. It's not career-threatening. It's not season-ending, they don't think. But the fact that that even comes up in conversation is, is pretty scary. And it stems back to the stinger he suffered against the Eagles, which was obviously – it was severe enough to keep him out after the bye week. So two whole weeks to rest and recuperate and you're still not ready – 
says a lot about how severe it probably was. And the fact that they qualify it with they don't think it's season-ending says to sure. me that there's a chance that Absolutely. it is season-ending. And I'm, I'll go a step further than Nick. You go Bills four days after this game, and then a week, you, a week and you, so they're going to play three games, obviously, in the next 12 or whatever days it is, and it could be a tall order for him to get back for any of those. How much does this affect the Cowboys? I know they've got some depth there. Obviously, Sean Lee steps right in. Can When they're in nickel, uh, he can be one of those two linebackers. Joe Thomas is a guy I like a lot, and mm-hmm. I think he's a really good linebacker for them. But how does this affect them overall from a standpoint of how they play their linebackers? Well, they don't have a big, young, athletic linebacker that can fly around to the ball. I mean, that that's he's an all-pro as a rookie. There's only a handful of players in Cowboys history that have done that. So, uh, yeah, you're missing that type of player. Um, Sean Lee comes in, but he, he's just not the same. I mean, it's just like any of those positions we've seen when Lyell goes down, Tyron goes down, the guy's not the same. And it's a, it's not as big a drop-off maybe with, with Joe Thomas there, but I think when you're talking about overall all the linebackers. Joe Thomas is still not practicing today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it must illness. be a heck of an illness, which, I mean, you know, for us, that's normal. Like, you know, flu will knock you out or a cold will knock you out for two or three days. Speak but for yourself. What? Speak for You're yourself. just a super tough I'm guy. Good. I don't get sick, first Me of all. But yeah. Illnesses don't God, happen. Why do you, you throw it off track all the time? Oh, really? To, Are we really yes. going <laughs> to? Just give the guy a Z-Pack. I was going to, like, right. NFL players have access to, you know, IVs and yeah. Z-Packs and, you know, trainers and doctors whose job it is to get them back as quickly as possible. So the fact that he's been out for three days is telling. Having said that, the fact that we basically know Layton's not going to play means I bet he's going to be IV'd up and they're going to do everything they can to get him out there by Sunday afternoon, if I had to guess. And he's, he's the type of guy, though, when, when you're talking about what the Patriots do with all the screens and you know that they do like to run the ball, even though they may not have a runner that's a dynamic player, um, you know, James White's pretty good and Sonny Michelle's the first-round pick, so he's pretty yeah. dynamic, but I just think that you know this was a game where you would you really want your big, fast, strong linebacker to run around there. I'm super, super worried because, and I'm trying not to be, but I just look at all scenarios and like let's say he's out for two games, and then you having to use Sean Lee more. And Sean Lee, we know he's kind of fragile in a way. We all know that, and know. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm really worried of what could happen and I love Sean Lee. He's my favorite player and all that. But imagine not having Sean Lee or Layton, then what happens now? Especially with the linebacker Jalen and Joe, baby. Well, I mean, that's what would have to happen. And, and honestly, yeah, I've, but it's like, what are you getting from that? I mean, when you talk about a group that has already been struggling this year, I mean, the drop off is pretty big there. Maybe we haven't seen enough of Joe to know what he's going to do in a situation where he has a ton of snaps. From what I've seen in the snaps that he's had, I think they're fine. I don't think there's a big drop off there at all, personally. Now, what happens is I know the Cowboys a lot this year. They like to stick with their 4-3 defense even when teams will throw three wide receivers at them. That's where you run into a bit of a challenge there yeah. is now you start thinking about – and by the way, yeah. you got a cornerback that's now out on IR, right? So now as you mix between going nickel and going your base defense, you'd have that extra defensive back or you'd have that extra uh, that extra linebacker, and now both of them are getting really slim 
if you get in a situation where, let's say, for example, you didn't have Sean on top of not having Leighton. So that's where I start to worry is more about the depth. I think as long as Joe Thomas is out there, I feel pretty good about what he can do at linebacker. I'm going to choose to see this as a positive because, again, I mean, Leighton has been banged up at least since Philly, if not before that, to the point where we asked him about it last week. It was like, hey, you kind of playing through a little more than you're letting on, and he laughed. He was yeah. like, yeah, you could say you that. no idea, right? I mean, <laughs> which I get it, everybody is, and he also said nobody cares, which is also true, right. but I guarantee you it's limited his effectiveness. So I'd rather play healthy linebackers who are not as good than him at whatever percentage he's been at because linebackers struggled, and I think him trying to gut through injuries has probably been part of that. And a guy like Luke Gifford, I mean, uh, you know, they got other guys that they can kind of— Justin Marsh. that they can kind of throw in there. I don't know if they'll be as good, but I, I feel like they are in the times that we've seen them on the field. They've given you reason to be optimistic, at least, that maybe they can do, do a little something. So, I don't know. Again, I, I think I, the I depth still, is the I issue. still have in my memory that time of, what was it? Was it two years ago when Sean, Sean Lee out. and then Anthony, and then all of a sudden you couldn't figure out what to do with the defense? I, I, yeah. When you take out one of those guys, all of a sudden, oh, the whole group is screwed up. So, I just, yeah. I think I just keep remembering those scenarios, and that's what worries me. Let's run through a couple of these other guys that are not practicing. Excuse me, that did not practice yesterday. Uh, Lyle Collins. Lyle's um, back. He is back today. Joe Thomas, he did not practice today. Donovan Wilson was out yesterday also with an illness. Same thing? I don't know if it's the same thing, um, but he was out with an illness. Is he back today? or? That's a great question. Right. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, been, he's been active, right? Yeah. With, uh, with Jeff Heath? Yeah. He's been active? Yeah. Okay. He, I don't think, he, he hasn't been inactive in a month or so. Okay. I don't. I wasn't looking for him at practice. I'm sorry. I don't remember if he's there or not. Well, all the guys that were limited, you got Zach Martin, Connor Williams, Antoine Woods, I presume, all still at least limited no. today, maybe yeah. a little bit more. But sounds like most of those guys are going to be ready to play this weekend, right? I, right. It was really looking like it was going to be all hands on deck until this Leighton news kind of dropped on us. Yeah. So, but right. overall, still fairly healthy. All so let's considered. jump to inactives. And pretty much you got your list. That they've been running out most weeks. You got Joe Jackson, you got Tristan Hill. You would have Leighton Vanderesh in the instance you wanted to make Luke Gifford active. Uh, you got um, Brandon Knight, Devin Smith, Cedric Wilson. Um, and then I assume, I don't know if you want Donovan Wilson in that spot. You got the two young, the other two cornerbacks, Josh John- Jones, Deontay Burden. Yeah. Who would you want to put in that final spot that you need for inactives? Or was there one of those guys that's been inactive that you think maybe well, needs to be active? Jones or Wilson, probably there. Yeah, one I would agree. Two. One of those will be inactive. And then I think they would prefer to have Deontay Burton inactive, just you know, bringing a guy in for the first time on Wednesday and asking him to play against Tom Brady on Sunday. Maybe not. So who's active in Anthony Brown's spot from last week because somebody Anthony Brown was well, active. He was. He's off the roster now. Right. Um, but Burton is on the roster. Yeah. And so he's if he's inactive, then I would, somebody will throw Josh Jones. Throw Josh Jones in there. Yeah. And then he was active last week. Then wasn't he? He was. Yeah. No. I'm. Yeah. I'm just I'm, trying to figure out like where who's the extra spot. Who who are you playing? Donovan Wilson week? was uh, on this list that I threw out there, but he's well, Connor been Williams. Connor Williams was not active. Yeah. Connor Williams um, would be the guy that's would be active, active now, that yeah. wasn't last week. Okay. I would like to. I would like to have Brandon Knight, Brandon Knight available because of Lyle's knee. I know you have Cam Fleming, but I mean, all all those guys are dinged up. So yeah. it sounds it's true scary to it's me. Not a bad idea. And so if you wanted to do that, you could sit. You know, 
you could sit two DBs instead of one or whatever. Just what does that leave you in the event you lose one of those guys? CJ Goodwin's, Goodwin's going to need to be your your emergency guy, just like Von um, Vontel Vontel Bryant. Bryant, I almost said perfect. Uh, Vontel <laughs> Bryant. <laughs> Big difference. Uh, it has to play receiver sometimes. Yep. I mean, we've seen him out there running around, you know, and just because you don't have Cedric Wilson or. But I also, you know, just because I want him to play or have Brandon Knight available doesn't mean they will. I won't be surprised if he's inactive. Yeah, I mean, they, those tackles have been banged up here for a few weeks and they still all, have made All of them. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't think Dalton Schultz really should be active. I really don't. You've I been mean, saying that for well, a while. They, well, they go jumbo. They put uh, Cam Fleming in the other day as a, as a third tackle and. Yep. You know, I agree. I'd rather have Brandon Knight in there. I think Brandon Knight would actually be a pretty good third tackle. Um, Schultz doesn't play a whole lot for you. He did have a catch taken off the board last week, but... You know, I think I, that's the only time I've heard his name. Yeah, he doesn't do much. <laughs> I mean, not, not to be funny, but it's true. It's, it's like you don't really see him doing anything. No, and he doesn't provide what you want from three tight ends. You don't you don't have this mauler of a blocker. I'd rather just have Brendan Knight go in there and check in every time with the referee saying I'm or Joe Looney. Or Joe. Either one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll do that, though? Nope. nope. Man, you always play that game. Like, do you think they'll do well, that? Because I but can just, sit here yeah. and say, all the, like, this is what I want to happen. Like, who cares? Who cares what I want? They're the ones that make the decisions. Yeah, but if we just continue to just do that all the time, like, we would never have – we'd just wear blue every day, every game. we just be like, oh, this is what we do. What's Dave wearing? Blue. You are. This is what we do. Garrett. We talk about things that we would do differently. Actually, that we first know he they plays Belichick, Ashley's Belichick. Then he plays Garrett. Right? Ask the boys on DallasCowboys.com. Make sure you check that out later today. It's really good. All right. We're going to take our first break. We'll come back. We'll get some see or no action working. We'll that when we come right back, this is DallasCowboys.com radio. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, download the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. 
to the break. Welcome back. Second segment of the show live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, tell us something. Usually wait for the third segment, but I'll do it now. We're going to do a second and third. Okay. Well, one of them is going to be the uh, Christmas at the Star. That starts tonight um, here in Frisco. Join us at the Star for the Christmas Spectacular at the Star, presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Family-friendly events. Should be weather permitting, but I think... Oh, weather should be good. Weather's going to be good. Rain to stop. We're good now. Yeah. What was that? Jerry said something. What did the boss say? Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to do a read. I mean, Jerry usually doesn't mess up when we're trying to, you know, make some money here. Even though I don't know how you make a lot of money because it's free to come out here, the Star in Frisco, just enjoy the uh, Christmas at the Star spectacular. Why do I read this every day? Why? Merry Christmas to you. Why doesn't Dave read this? <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Why doesn't Amber read this? I don't know. Can Dave read in English? You say you I don't speak English like, well, nope. so. So there you go. That's okay. why you're reading. Okay, well, that's fine. That's true. Okay. All right, it's time for a little see or no. All right, all right. Well, you mentioned, well, we get into the weather later. But see or no, does the Dallas defense lock up the run game against the New England Patriots? Lock up the run game? (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think the Patriots are going to be hurting them with the run a whole lot. I think, yeah, I think that they lock it up. Define lock it up. What does that mean? I mean, contain it. I mean, handle it. it, Lock it down. Did they lock it up against the Lions? Like, would, does that qualify as locking it up? Nah. It should be a nah. drop. So that's uh, why I say no. I'm going to say no then. That was a that was a worse run team and a, I don't want to say worse coach team, but if there's a coach I believe knows how to how to maximize, like, again, knows how to beat your deficiencies, the Cowboys have shown this season that there are ways to beat them in the run game. So I suspect that they're going to have some success. Now, it's all a matter of how much success. Do we think because Scarborough games, lit them up? No, but I think there no, were, that's I my think there point were times is... in the game where they were running the ball down yeah. the Cowboys' throat. And that's Stop my point. Yeah. That's my point. So I, I think that there will be moments, I would suspect, unless the Cowboys figure some stuff out, there are going to be moments in this game where they're probably going to get run on. And that's why I brought that up. Is like Statistically, the Lions didn't really do anything great. Right. But do you think the Cowboys played a good game? No. And that's, yeah, it'll probably look something like that. So it certainly wouldn't be certainly what I would Michelle's call locking better it back. up. No. Right? I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know they're playing a better quarterback, but they're not playing a more athletic quarterback. True. Cool. <laughs> cool. We agreed on that. Finally agreed on <laughs> something. After how many years? <laughs> Five. That's good. Three. All right. Sean Lee leads the team in tackles this week. See, no? see, no. see. <laughs> no. Swiper McSwiperton is going to be making some tackles. Swiper McSwiperton. I like it. <laughs> Break the tie, Derek. See or no? See. Uh, C, I'm going to go with yes. Uh, I think Sean Lee will lead the team in tackles. I'm going to go with Jalen Smith. 11 plus. Jalen Smith. 11 plus for I like Mr. That. Lee. Business I like trip that. For I saw Jaylen him in Smith. the hallway yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. And I liked his attitude, his positivity. Who are you talking about, Jalen or Sean? Sean Lee. Sean Lee. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Sean Lee. Right. Anyway, see, he gave me a good vibe. So he's going to have a good weekend. Got it. And I'm excited for it. All right. Um, where is this other one? With the way that Dak has been playing recently, should the Cowboys start using the pass to set up the run moving forward? C, but with the caveat of like, maybe not this weekend. <laughs> maybe not in this game. Because I think the Pats are susceptible to the run, and I think the conditions are going to not benefit themselves. Well, actually, on cover four today, we talked about the uh, 
the 17 Redskins game, which is, if you remember, at halftime, they basically told Dak, like, you're not throwing it anymore. This is a monsoon. And regardless of how much push we're getting, we're just going to put the game in Zeke's hands. And it was ugly, but they got the job done. Mm -hmm. Some, you know, special teams and defense helped with that. Byron had a pick six. Skandrick had a blocked field goal. Uh, So, I mean... Not saying they won't be able to throw the ball at all, but this for me is a game where you want the run game to be clicking. Interesting, you mentioned that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Skandrick returned it. I'm sorry. Like Ninety yards. Is that him? Right? Yeah, that, that's actually the the game there that you guys are being able to see if you're watching the show right now. I bet Kyle we. I bet we had that, that B-roll game. available because of Cover Four. If I had to guess, yeah, I would guess so. Uh, yeah. So this, I mean, this is a game where it would be nice to be able to run the ball. But I, I say no to the question. I don't think. You really should ever do that. I don't think you should open up. I don't think you should start with the pass to open up the run. I don't think that's what the Cowboys do. I don't think that they'll tell you that. They say that what they do is they're going to go out there, line up, do what we do. But, you know, when the safety comes down, then it's time to throw. If the state, if the linebackers are going to move back and watch because Amari Cooper's out there, then, then you run. I think that's what they do. I don't think you say, we're going to pass and hopefully we can run. They're just going to mm-hmm. run their offense. But within the play, you know what? They're, they don't respect Michael Gallup on the outside, so I'm going to continue to throw it to him. I th- I just don't think it's like we're a pass team and stop us. I think they're still a run team. Yeah. Well, like we said yesterday, we're going to find out what yeah. Belichick thinks about that and the, their defense. Now we talked about the weather being bad and all that. If it's raining, should the Cowboys go for two instead of kicking for the extra point? Hmm. This might change the kicking game for the Cowboys. No. I'm going to say no to that. Not a bad thought, but this team has not been good inside the three or five yard line. They they aren't they don't run it in all the time. I don't think I think that's the worst part of Dak's game right now. It's the, it's the passing within those small windows. I don't think the route running have been, has been great down there. So I don't think it's a higher percentage on two point conversion. But I don't I don't love the th- I mean I don't hate the thought. I also, yeah, I know it's supposed to rain. I doubt it's going to be a torrential downpour for all three hours. I mean, you don't see that that often. And then the Patriots play on turf, so it's not like the condi- I mean, you know, the field's not going to be coming apart because of the rain. So I just let them kick. Yeah, I may not say that as a blanket statement that every time it comes up, then you always go for it. But I do think I may take some opportunities in this game to go for two. Um, if it's a situation where it's it's really wet then in my opinion, even though you say that they haven't been great there, I still, my level of confidence that my kicker's going to consistently make those in wet conditions, I think it's probably a 50-50 shot, right? So for me, I would say there are probably some moments in the game, depending on the score and depending on the situation, where I may say, hey, here's an opportunity to to go for two. Let's do it. He hasn't hasn't kicked in that weather. Mm, Maybe last year or something. I don't don't think so. It hasn't really been a rainy game like that since he's been here. So you're right. I just, you know, you're seeing teams change their philosophies a little bit on going for two. And I think it comes down with to the fact of, you know, is there a play that we like? Right. And also, it's just not as high a percentage. It's not like it's a 99% making the, the extra points. So, I mean, there's a lot of teams now that I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to do this. You know, you know, like when you're down. You're down by nine. You're trying to make it a seven-point game with eight minutes to go. Like that makes no sense to me because you could really end it for you. But I don't teams do it. I don't get it either. Yeah, the Eagles did it when the Eagles beat the Packers. They wound up winning the game, but that game could have easily gone to overtime for no yeah. reason. They and were up. They scored to go up seven, and they decided to go for two, which is great because if you get it, you're up two scores in the fourth quarter. But they didn't get it, and now 
They're you up know, seven. it's that much. It's so much easier for the team to tie you. And I know, you know, analytics people and people who get that more than I do will tell you it, like the numbers make sense. But I don't know the old school. Everything I know from watching football and following it my whole life, it just doesn't it, jive. The numbers make sense. I think if you're a team that can score those two point conversions and down there at the two or three, but that that's just not something we've seen from the Cowboys of scoring and fourth and goal from the three. I don't like that. Quarterback draw. Every time. Yep. All right. Dak like Prescott it. will get flustered by the Patriots blitz. I don't People, like, that's the thing that people have been talking about the last couple of days. A lot of people asked, like, they asked Kellen about it. They asked Amari and Dak about it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think they blitz more than any other team they've played. Like, it's just, you know, this crazy facet of, of their game. I mean, I'm sure they will. Bill Belichick's going to find ways to manufacture pressure if he needs to, but... I, I just don't think it'll be crazy compared to any other game Dax ever played. Yeah, I think there will be things that Dax never seen in this game. I mean, and and the one thing I keep going back to, uh, it was the game. I'm trying to remember which game it was. It was the game where they had the the third and two that they did not convert, and they end up losing yardage on it. And after the game, Travis Frederick was asked about it, and he said, Minnesota. Yeah. Was that Minnesota? And he yeah. was like, yeah, they showed us something that we hadn't really seen before. And and that was kind of his rationale as to why the play didn't work out. And it made me start to think, okay, well, if, if showing you something you hadn't seen before is a problem, <laughs> good luck this weekend. Which, because this is a team that's going to show you things that you haven't seen before. And that's where I say there are going to be moments in this game where Dak's probably going to get a little flustered at seeing something that maybe he hasn't seen before. What I love about Dak is Dak's not one to get too flustered, right? Even yeah. if he sees it, like he still knows how to, he still knows how to how to make things happen, even when it's kind of a situation that would probably have other people just completely out of their game. I don't like the word flustered in that question. Right. Yeah, like yeah, Dak will probably get sacked on a third down, or you know, or yeah, they'll they'll dial up something that he's not familiar with, but I mean, he doesn't get flustered. Yeah. They might yeah. beat him. They'll, yeah. they'll definitely beat they'll him. Beat, at there'll times be some plays they're going to get him, but yeah, I don't think he gets flustered. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's flustered. Do you think they should play Wilson more at safety? No, no. Yeah, I mean, I know it's it's a small sample size. I get it, but like Woods left that game, and Wilson came in, and they immediately took advantage of it last week, and that was Jeff Driscoll, not Tom Brady. <laughs> no, I, I, he's Bill not. Belichick. He's not ready. I don't think, and and I don't know if he ever will be. It's going to be interesting, even next year, when you're looking at at Donovan Wilson, because everyone's going to remember the interceptions and all that, and, and he's going to get to play at some point, but. The reason why he was drafted in the sixth round is because he doesn't have top-end speed, and that speed gets exposed at the safety position. And so, you know, you can hate Jeff Heath all you want to, but he can run. He is a fast player. and One of the fastest on the team. One of the fastest on the team. And and I just think that Olympus makes plays, and Don Wilson makes plays, and they made plays in the preseason. But uh, they're going to get – or he's going to get a chance – but I, I still think speed's going to be an issue for him. It's funny if you think about it, like the way things color people's perception. And I get, I mean, yes, Jeff Heath is better than a lot of people want to get it, give him credit for. No, he's not the answer to the safety position. He gives up plays. He takes bad angles. All of that can be true. But you know, he got pushed into action against Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson as a rookie, and got exposed as you would expect. And it colored a lot of people's perceptions of him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Donovan Wilson has a great perception about him because he made plays in the preseason and hasn't really had a chance to show you otherwise. So it's just funny that, you know, he is supposedly in a lot of people's minds like the answer to the safety problem 
Whereas, I mean, if they throw him out there against Tom Brady and he gets exposed, then how are people going to feel? Yeah. I yeah. just, you know, it's the un, it can be very flattering to a player or very unfair either way. And, and can turn on a dime. Absolutely. It can be one thing one moment and immediately something happens that changes that forever. Right. But now. So, I, I mean, these safeties and, and Cheeto had a role in it, too. But like the 92 yard play against the Jets, like I can't forget about it. I know a lot of fans can't forget about it. It shouldn't happen. I don't think throwing Donovan Wilson out there is the right problem to fix it, but yeah. like I also don't think you're crazy for being concerned about the position. Well, Darian Thompson, I think, would be the guy you'd be talking about way more before you get to Wilson. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. sad because I was excited about Wilson during the preseason. But Juan, Juan it Thornhill happens. made a fantastic play on Monday Night Football. By the way, broke up a ball on the goal mm. line that might have been a touchdown. Mm. So he's he's playing and making plays. Yeah, so he's active. He's active. I like literally, he gets a jersey. I love how we're just going down the <laughs> Sorry, and, sorry. And there's at least half of our audience that has no idea what you're No, yeah. they absolutely know. Most they of, one, yeah. If they you are know. listening to this show, you they get do. that reference. You sure? Juan yes. Thornhill All of them? was picked yes. over right. Tristan Hill, who doesn't play. Thank you, Nate. He <laughs> has a hard time making I didn't, the meetings. I didn't need to spell that out for our loyal listeners. Right. I promise okay. you. All right. All, All right. right. Earlier this week, we talked about Tom Brady and the things he's currently doing. A lot of short passes now do you think that the Cowboys defense will finally be able to stop the screen game this week if they can completely stop the screen slash short running back game they'll win this game I mean that's they're not off to a good start though because they did they did just lose Lane Van Der Esch (laughs) (laughs) right I don't trust that the I don't trust that the Patriots have a way to consistently move the ball in chunks other than that other than their defense. No, okay, well, but on offense, I'm yeah, just I mean, no. James White, Rex Burkhead, sometimes Sony Michelle, like though they do a lot of lifting, a lot of it. I yeah. mean, we talk I mean, I really like like on the boundary, I like the Cowboys matchups in this game. Like Cheeto and Byron versus probably not Mohamed Sanu, so, you know. Is he out? I don't know if he's been ruled out, but it's not looking good. So you got um, Philip Dorsett, who's gimpy, and then Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry. I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't scare me. So short passes over the middle, whether it's Edelman, whether it's running backs, I think that's their bread and butter. Now, this isn't necessarily a CONO question, but here it is. Given the slow starts, should the Cowboys get or kick the ball if they win the coin toss? That's a good. That's a good question. I looked this stat up. The Patriots are have, are outscoring teams eighty-seven to twenty in the first quarter. They they win every quarter, but they dominate the eighty-seven to twenty. The Cowboys are the on, the only quarter they don't win is the first quarter. So that being said, um, if I'm the Cowboys, I think I take the football. <laughs> I do not. I think the I think the <laughs> I Patriots. Didn't ask the question. I didn't say. Oh, is it right? I, I no, no, no. I know. I know. I'm saying. No, I think I would if I'm the I, Cowboys. Take I the think ball. the Patriots and Bill Belichick are masters of the defer. And what I mean by that is getting the opportunity to get a double dip. They'll hit you with with a score before the halftime, and they come back and get the ball, and they'll get another score. And that to me is the whole purpose why teams would do would defer is because you want to be able to get that take advantage of that double hit. And and I would not give them that opportunity. I just think I, I just think in this kind of situation, I certainly would defer and hope that I get in a situation where I have the ability to get a two scores back to back to be able to push myself ahead if I'm behind, come from behind or to maybe extend my lead a little bit. I just think there's too many variables that go into it. Like you can have the best laid plan, and odds are it's not going to 
work out that way. I just think getting that possession after halftime is way too valuable. Even knowing that there's a good chance you fall behind early in this game, I'd still rather have a chance to flip the script after the break. I, I just think the fact that this team needs a they need a fast start in, in the best way. They need to play with the lead. I think I think that's one way that's gonna kinda hurt the Patriots and Tom Brady if they're the team that has to kind of play from behind. So let's flip that narrative. Let's say you take the ball first and they do what they've always what they've been doing throughout the year, which is they don't get off to a fast start. Mm-hmm. Now New England gets the ball and they're gonna get the ball at the beginning of the second half. Now you've basically lost all of that possible opportunity to be able to either get off to a fast start or be able to have that double dip at half. Well, the thing is, is that you can get the ball if you can get a couple first downs, and then you punt, and then you're going to get a pick six and then and score. <laughs> oh, all right. Like, well, you didn't tell a, me that. You didn't tell me yeah, that. Yeah, pick beginning. six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm with you now. Yeah, Donovan take Wilson. the ball. When was, <laughs> when the was ball. their last pick six? And I don't mean like Jordan Lewis had a fumble Byron for a touchdown. Jones against the Redskins. Okay. Oh, that, that game, game. You're right. You're right. You're right. Byron Jones interception. It was. You, he gets credit for it, but it was still a tipped ball. It wasn't it was. like a, he didn't jump on the route or anything. I think like the that. one before that, also in the rain. Please don't tell me the last two. Miami, Rolando McLean? In the rain. Yeah. You, it, it's fate. It's going to happen. Oh, my God. Rolando McLean. All right. Well, Byron oh. Jones. staying on topic then, will the Cowboys win the turnover battle this week? Final question. No. No. They're not going to win the No. Nothing <laughs> so suggests sad. that they will. They don't take the ball away. But the they'll Patriots get a pick too. six. They're not going to win the battle. <laughs> they won't win the battle, but they'll they get will a pick win, six. They will win the defensive points battle. They're going to get a okay. touchdown. Okay. I guess I have to put that into my gut feeling, though. All right. Interception. Cool. What are we doing? Another we, break? All right. here? No, no. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and get our predictions here because the show's supposed to be over by I'm now. I'm going to say, I thought we're we going, were out of time. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and get our predictions. Uh, let's go around the table. I won't ask Amber first. We're going to start with Dave. Dave, you give us your prediction and then we'll move around the table. I, I can come up with a pretty good argument for why the Cowboys could win this game. The Patriots' offense is rickety and mediocre. And I think the Cowboys' defense matches up really well. We saw the Patriots give up a lot of yards and a lot of points to the number two offense, and now it's the number one. I get all of that. For me, it just comes down to trust. Like, can you go on the road against a good team that doesn't make mistakes in a very, you know, intimidating environment and play that clean and that efficiently? And nothing we've seen through 10 weeks suggests that they can. Uh, You know, their last, you know, they went to Detroit. They played sloppy. They won because Detroit's not very good, and they were playing backups at important positions. They went to New York and needed three and a half quarters before they really, you know, got on top of a bad Giants team. They lost to the Saints. Um, Where else have they? They lost to the Jets on the road. How can I in good conscience just be like, well, they haven't been this all year, but they're going to go up and do this against the best team in the league. It's totally possible. I don't think anybody's crazy for thinking it could happen. I just don't trust them. And I think the Patriots will will find a way to pull it out. It'll be a really good game. Um, I'm thinking like 24-20. Um, yeah, the like defensive-minded type of deal. I would be very, very impressed if the Cowboys – run wild on them the way the Ravens did. It would be awesome. Um, but that would be really impressive. I think turnovers will probably make the difference. Cowboys have, you know, in eight of ten games, they have one. And against this defense, I could see two. And that will probably make the difference. Amber. Um, just like Dave, I can see it going either way. I, I could see the Cowboys winning this game. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to which defense can do more. And that will be what the Patriots are going to be doing. Um, 
regardless of the Cowboys limiting their own mistakes, I just don't think it will be enough for them to come out of with the victory from over there. Right. But they lose 20-17. Mm. All right, Nick. 28-17 Dallas. I think that they will outplay them. I'm not going to say that they're a better football team right now, but I, I think that the Patriots, uh, I, I think, you know, we, look, we looked at it yesterday. They haven't been faced with an offense like this as, as long as the Cowboys can, you know, it, it's a game where the offense can can do some things. Uh, hopefully the weather doesn't isn't too permitting there, but I think the Cowboys are going to win this game just because I've, I've thought it for a long time. I'm not going to change. I just think they're going to win. They're going to win 28 to 17. They're going to be the better football team in this game. Um, they won't have the better record when it's over, but they will be the better team. And I don't think it's going to even be. I mean, I don't think it's going to be that close. I really, I really don't. I'm not trying to be a homer. I just, well, I see this game. I think the Cowboys will outplay them in this game, and they will see. They this won't be a good matchup for the Patriots. It'll be a good matchup for the Cowboys, and they win. Right. I hope you're right. In a way that this like this could be so annoying, and obviously, I I mean, I won't be annoyed. I want them to win, but if they're, I mean, if yeah. they re- if they play up to their potential, they can beat this team, and they could probably beat them by double digits if they're really firing on all cylinders. And it'll be annoying because it's yeah. like, why do you why have do to you be have... playing the Patriots to play like this? But you're right, that, you're and right. that's the part that's that's the part that is so Cowboys, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you you think about it, and this is where. I've been all week saying I'm not picking them. They're not going to let me pick. I'm not going to pick them. But then I look at it and I'm like, I've seen this story before. I've seen these games where it's like all of the odds are against the Cowboys. There's no way anybody believes they actually will win it. And and what I mean by that is just like if you look at it logistically, there's no reason to say the Cowboys win and then the Cowboys go on the road and they win, right? That's just kind of – I've seen this picture before. I've seen this movie. I know how it can turn out, and I think the Cowboys are good enough to be able to do it, I just don't have faith that, based on everything I've seen this year, that it actually will happen. But I think I'm more and more starting to come around uh, to what I was, Nick to I what Nick is saying. I was about to say, are you kidding me? Derek Eagleton is <laughs> no, about to pick no. the Cowboys to I, lose this I, game, Derek, but I, never mind. You, like, you know better. <laughs> and you so, know better. And so, and so I'm going to throw you all off and tell you. I am going to pick the Patriots. Oh! I think it's going to be a really close I game. Like, I feel like Derek is about to pick like the Patriot head. Like Seriously, Corso. he's like, like Corso. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's wow. going to be much scoring. I think the, the weather is going to be such that it is just going to be a, a flat-out just beat down. Both teams just kind of struggling to really get much going offensively. I think it's an end score of 13-10. I think the Patriots end up pulling it out, though. I'm gonna be so mad when we're in here on Monday. <laughs> Nick's over here. Yo, he's no, no, we should be excited. No, on the plane, on the plane, yeah. he's happens. just gonna be like, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. But I'll, I'll tell you this: if the Cowboys win this game, I'll just go. I'll, I'll give you one, one further. I will pick Buffalo to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> I promise you well, that. If they lose, if they beat the Patriots. They're not. That's the Cowboys' way. But that's what. That's why I've done this from the start. I will say this: this is a show me game. I will be very happy to be wrong on this. Oh one. yeah, oh, yeah. And sure. I, I honestly think it would not shock me. Like honestly, it would not shock me if they win. Honestly, they win by two scores. It wouldn't shock me because I think this team. I've been saying it since training camp. I think this team has enough talent to do it. Mm-hmm. They just haven't shown it to yeah. us yet. And so I'm at a point now where I'm like, all right. Show me. Exactly. Make, make me want to pick that in the future because exactly. you haven't shown me yet. Show me you can do that. When the Cowboys win this game and they show you all then that I'm gonna stuff, I'm going to be picking Buffalo. I'm going to write my go. story before I break my arm, patting myself on the back, but I will write my articles first. Yeah. 
right. and then pick the Bills next and week to, Bills. to win. All right, guys, Good we appreciate times. you joining us. We're back on Monday. We'll tell you what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?